Okay, time to do a podcast, Friday morning. Because things are pretty dynamic right now, emotion, especially emotionally. It's uh, Friday, November 8th. I'm listening to Buddy's owner in the Arizona schnoodle walks here. Because Bud is always full of love. There's your Bud wagging your tail, and you're excited to go outside the gate. Is there some kind of symbolism here? Symbolism of going out the gate, out into the public as we go. So it's early in the morning, somewhat, 7.15, and we're uh, 69 degrees, 31% humidity, and it gives a dew point of 43 degrees, so pretty mild. There's some uh, larger clouds today, sweeping, but there's still mostly blue sky. So it gives a nice picturesque, uh, pretty view. And it's quiet out here. So, uh, yeah, yeah, disappointments might be the name of the podcast. Disappointments or delay. So I didn't get a full no yesterday. I was in my emotional state and wanting to get this job offer to get going. And uh, so I got the call from the hiring manager, who's like the VP of the small companies, marketing and sales group. And, you know, he says his verbals were like, well, I have, don't have good news. But he's like, it's not that he's not, he's saying no right now. He's just saying he can't do anything for another couple of weeks. So there's some big meeting in Chicago, Chicago on reorganization, and he can't tell me what it is, which is like, okay, fine. You know what? And, and so it's not like I, you probably could tell me because I can't do anything with the information. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. So I'm kind of bummed. I was optimistic that something was uh, happening. They, He's supposed to... Uh, he had to lay off. There's 12 people or something, and he had to lay off. They wanted him to like lay off four or something, but they uh, and hire four or something. You know, get some new people with different thoughts and energy, so to speak. Whatever, you, whatever you call it. So then it gets into sales management theory, right? And uh, it's a bit. The whole thing's a bit dicey, you know. So it just kind of drives me back to, you know what? I got to just be an entrepreneur and do my thing, you know, and and not be dependent on others so much, you know? And it's not that I'm, like, dependent on this guy. So I think I have a healthy view of the thing, and, and I'm optimistic that it will still work out. I just don't know. Um, so... You know, they, I mean, from a core business view, they're like, well, we we hire this guy. Is he going to produce? You know, we're just investing in somebody. And then it's going to be short term and they're going to leave. Well, that's a lot of things in life. You just don't know the answer. So hopefully the personal touch, I, I like to, I'd like to work with the guy just because I think he's a real human being. He's not a corporate, corporate um, zombie, I guess you'd say. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the right word for it. 
But it's just these big corps. You get squished into their system and mold, and if you fit in their their culture, as they say, you know, it's great to say, oh yeah, well, you know, you got to fit the company culture, as if, you know, the culture is great. The culture may actually suck. Well, culture might be good for some people, obviously, ones that survive. I, it just requires a lot of adapting to things. Well, but and uh, that's uh, that's what's happening there. So I, there's a thing called a job crush. It's like um, probably most of my podcast listeners are probably not in high school. <laughs> so, so if you think back in high school, maybe you had a crush on somebody, you know. Oh, and so if you don't get the date or go to prom, it's like a crush, and your whole life comes to an end, and there's tears and pain and suffering. So that's like, and it's like, well, you had a job, you know. This this is like a job crush. I don't have a job crush. I mean, I, I've had them in the past. I know what that's like to have a job crush. And the people warn against that. So you got to keep the funnel filled. So now I do have some others that I haven't heard about and I keep following up on. But there are different stages of the funnel for a job and I just need one. So I get it. I get that. So, um, and, I, and I really want to just, you know, I, I have this, what is it, imposter syndrome? Like, you know, can I really do this? speaking tour book writing communicating a future vision for spirituality um, related to you know like jesus like i can come along and say no you guys all you guys millions of you people you don't really have it you're not really doing it right you know and so it's about it's kind of how i feel right but it doesn't, it's not a really good initial entryway into um, winning others over, right? So I do like to win others over. Woo, I got some woo, baby. In fact, if you're listening to this podcast, probably the only reason you're listening is because I got a little bit of woo, man. I can win you over. And it's not a nefarious winning you over like i'm not there's no i don't have some like ultimate um conspiracy conspiratorial influence i want to put on you (laughs) i just want to share the joy so share the joy of living so i didn't get the job last night so and it's so easy for others to counsel people and say oh it's okay michael you didn't you know There'll be another job that comes. Oh, just keep going. And it's there's truth to that. But until I embrace it myself and live that way, all the advice you get, just it's hard to to listen to. It's hard to bring it in. And my calling is skeptic to be skeptical of just about everything. <laughs> Which, ironically, is like I'm proposing a faith in the most amazing things, and yet I'm super skeptical. So, you know, maybe that's just 
uh, strength and weakness balance there. My greatest weakness is maybe one of my strengths. So I don't want to make it all about me, do we? It's, I mean, it is a you know empathetic podcast. Maybe you feel bad for me, like oh, you didn't get the job, you know. And I and I didn't. I mean, I don't, it's not like a no. The guy didn't call me up and go, "He suck." <laughs> we found someone much better, you know. It's just a delay, unfortunately. And uh, you know, he's pointing me to some other possibilities. So, you know, that's how that is. So I, I kind of like the guy. So the conversation's still going, but I may have to wait two weeks. All right, so let's move on. Today, what can I do today? Well, there's two jobs I need to apply for today. So I got to get myself ready for that with nice cover letters and things. And uh, so I got to do that. And uh, so that's my goal for today. I, I got my desk cleaned off. Oh, I got my desk cleaned off. It was so amazing because I so resisted. My wife helped me. So thanks, wifey. I said, I got some accountability. I said, make sure before I go work out in the gym that I um, get my desk cleared off. So it's like amazing that I actually think that going to the gym and working out is actually a reward or a good thing, right? Because I do like going to the gym and I go three times a week. So I, I need that kind of physical discipline doing that. And uh, so, yeah, I got my desk cleared off. More about that in a moment. So, Bud's walking by the high school kids here. All right, good morning. It's Friday. So, the kids are waiting for the bus. <coughs> and uh, I'm not usually out at this time either. I guess maybe I've been earlier or later. One of the two. But, uh, yeah, morning. So this is it. This is the podcast. High school kids looking at me like, what is this guy doing? This old man talking to himself. Morning. Morning. (laughs) This big six foot five beast walking down with his little doggy talking to himself. No shame, right, bud? We're not shameful of our podcast. We're proud of this baby. So, um, oh, yeah, cleaning the desk. What did I learn from that? I, Like I said, there was things that sat there since August, right? So here's November. So three months, crap that I just end up throwing away. And uh, how did I do it? What was the secret? I think the secret this time was, like, so cool. And it's like, I discovered something that was so amazing. What I did is I like, okay, I took everything off my desk and put it in a big pile on the floor, on the floor, right? So like within, within three to five minutes, the desk was perfectly clear. And now all the crap was on the floor in a pile. And just that visual, like I go, oh, I mean, because I, I, I resist crap that should only take 20 minutes a pomodoro i was thinking about putting the clock on pomodoro and go um, okay do nothing but clean your desk for 25 minutes and i probably would have been done fine 
filed it all away, blah, 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 right? So I kind of did a Pomodoro without the, without the clock. But the first thing key for me was just putting it on the floor and looking at the desk and go, that is a nice looking desk now. And it only took like a minute or two to get to that point. And now it's just a matter of going through this stinking pile of paper on the floor. So yeah, that took about 20 minutes. I got interrupted a couple of times, but at least I, I knew when I came back, the pile was there. Like I, I went through, let's say 60% of the pile got interrupted and the pile is still sitting on the floor. So when I came back, I wasn't coming back to a desk with crap on it, which discouraged me. So it's a, to me, this is kind of an epiphany of the obvious, maybe to you, the listener. But if you ever have to advise somebody, because maybe, maybe this never happens to you. Maybe you don't have a messy pile or something. But that's what happened to me. So that's your value-added information from the podcast was get the pile on the floor and deal with that. So there's probably a lot of more deep philosophical thinking about that process. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm like, I know in my head, there was such resistance to organizing my desk. <coughs> now, will it drift and get bad again? Yes, absolutely. But now, if I just apply this practice of, okay, you don't like your desk, it's gnawing at you. Like This is the kind of stuff that gnaws at me, right? Because uh, yeah. I do have to work at the desk with the pile of crap on my desk, right? So now it's that refreshing feeling of like, ah, I got to go do some work on my desk. Ah, but it's all clean. It's all clean. Yeah. So, um, you know, this for a lot of you, this is just obvious little stuff, but it's not obvious to everybody. So, in, in fact... Now I'm starting to think like oh, a lot of these entrepreneurial businesses on the internet, it's people explaining stuff that's kind of obvious to many people, but not everybody, right? So there's 7 billion people on the planet. And so we get messages about doing this, doing that. And our brains filter like, well, this isn't, this isn't for me. This just doesn't fit for me. Like for example, writing a book, right? So, like a lot of people do talk about it, so the funnel is huge, but like how many people really want to go through with it and get it done and, and do all the work, and quote unquote, what's the work? It's just hours, and, and again, it's like cleaning my desk. It's like, I think cleaning my desk is a much bigger task than it really has to be. So, similarly, I knew nothing about writing and someone says, well, you got to write a, you know, a good book, 50,000, 70,000 words. Yeah, you got to get what you got to do. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's a lot of words, you know. But then I started doing the Pomodoros and I'm like you're breaking it down into steps. And I'm like, well, shit, in an hour I can probably do 2,000 words. Dang. Now, maybe they're not perfect words and they need to be edited and all that good stuff. But then think about it. So 70,000 words divided by two, that's 35 hours. Now. Certainly, I found, I have spent, I did the 35 hours. I did it. I got the first draft. sucked. And I get discouraged because it's kind of like, well, wasn't that all gold, everything I wrote for those 35 hours? 
to get those 70,000 words. It wasn't just pure gold, right? And it wasn't. It sucked, right? So not that it sucked, but again, it comes back to, yeah, these stories and these anecdotal stuff is interesting to me, but I'm a pretty rare bird. You know, the shit that I get interested in is pretty rare, right? So now I have to figure out, like, well, how do I make it? The observations are, there's like, like Rob Bell talks about the particulars and the universal. So I've got a lot of good particulars. I just have to translate it to the universal message to everybody. And uh, so that's kind of the process I'm going through. So fortunately, Bud decided to go on a shorter walk this morning. I don't know why. But uh, we're heading home already. So that's a good thing. And uh, what else? Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go do the. My son's car smells like gasoline. So I'm gonna go take it in, and um, I uh, would rather pay these dudes to fix it. So yeah. Um, pay so much. So, you know, again, it's like coaching. I'm like getting a mechanic to do it. Like I do a lot of this mechanic stuff myself. I've done in the past and I could probably buy this $80 part and then like spend hours doing it. And, uh, you know, I'm finally getting to the point, like just pay someone 250, 300 bucks, get it done and, uh, save myself the aggravation. And who, you know, and actually in the social interaction, like I go to the mechanic and hang out with them. And there'll be other customers coming through. I can make a social connection while doing a chore. So we'll see how that turns out. Plus I can bring my laptop and do, I didn't finish my journal this morning. So I'll be able to do that at the MV Motors. So keep, I keep hearing people do journaling. Yeah, do your journaling. And, and uh, I have my technique, which I like. So I have a particular one. And bring it to the universal. I think it's my particular detail is kind of interesting. And that's what I'll be talking about, describing in my book. And it's good that it's like, I just do it. I've been doing this thing. And... Um, there's kind of like no magic in it. I mean, there's, there's, um, basically a reading with a point of view to see something, not the, what I want to see. Um, but kind of saying, well, what is going on here? You know, what is this Holy Spirit? thing? How do we relate to that? How should we relate to it? And if it's truly a relationship, then the Holy Spirit's wanting to relate to you and to me. So on the distribution curve of spirituality, I think I'm probably over the hump a little bit, you know? And then, and then the other thing is like, well, how spiritual do you, do you have to be? 
you know, is it a, is it a competition again? No, it's not a competition. So I probably in my past, if I see somebody giving a lecture or talking, and they they come across like, wow, that guy is so so spiritual, you know, he's like way out there on the distribution curve, and and the uh, the goal isn't to like be like them. It's to be yourself, to, to just have your own relationship. And uh, if the facts are true, you were created a certain way. So it's sort of a recognizing, recognizing your existence, so to speak. So I'm dealing with this delay of a couple weeks in my way. And... Uh, it's it's really frustrating with the wife who deals with it and uh she gets all worried and concerned and i'm like well hey man i can't control all this stuff so relationships like you know it's translating the my view of what's going on to her is is difficult because she She's like, oh, I feel so stressed out. And I get a text message while I'm working out. I, that's that's what text messages. Another takeaway from this podcast is be careful with your text messages because they, and I, I, I'm not a master at this myself at all. I'm just saying what happens is, is you, the, I'm working out of the gym and I get a text message about how she wants to sell the house. We got to sell the house. And I'm like, Really? Do we have to go through this again? We already decided, if anything, we wouldn't start selling house till February, if that. And I don't want to. I want to get a damn job. And I'm tired of this. Like, like the solution to all stress is selling the house. Like, that's just so annoying to me. And I suck at communicating that to my wife. Because, like, that's just not the answer to to joy, to happiness. Oh yeah, God's just waiting for us to sell the damn house so that we can be joyful. No, that's not that's not the thing. We can be joyful now and just be joyful in the suffering, in the the unknown. Be joyful now. And uh you know, don't keep putting off like, well, I'll be at peace and joy when my husband has a job. <laughs> they just, they're like, they like put so much pressure on me and it just sucks, you know? And so I'm done arguing about that. I've had to give it up and just go, well, shit, I don't know what to tell you because I cannot control other people's decisions, right? We cannot control what other people decide. And this whole job thing is challenge. So yeah, I could go be a barista at Starbucks right now. I don't feel called to do that. And it's not that I'm like lazy, you know, but I just don't see like a value of going to Starbucks and being a barista. So I just don't. I trust that what I've been doing is is going to result in something. It's just like finding that fit. 
And I think there's a fit with this guy because, I mean, again, it's people thing. You want to work with people that are want to build a similar culture. So I made it back. The bad news is I didn't, I didn't get a, a job. And ironically, I got the, either this, the universe or whatever um, ping me with a opportunity to do a three-day um, book launching, marketing funnel, whatever that is, a book funnel, right? So I trust the, the guides. They're the guides for me. So I threw an application in and just said, I don't know. I'll apply for the spot. And what's kind of cool is the gal, that the, the coaching gal is, is in on the joke. No, she's in on it. Rob Bell would say in on the joke. No, she's in on it. So, so basically I'm applying for it because they want 15 people to go up and do their thing. Now I don't have a book. I'm not, you know, what stage am I in? I'm in a stage of first edit and can I get it done by January 1st? Yes. You know, and this, this camp is like February, whatever. So I could go through this thing. I applied for it. And basically it's up to the writing coach. She knows me. She's been hanging out with me for um, a couple of years now. And uh, so if she, you know, if she says yes, this would be perfect for Michael. You know, I trust her. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of pushing back on the, uh, the organizer, the guy who's like the master of the process and letting him, talk to her you know because everybody that goes there is going to be spent investing their own money and so they're going to want to get the most out of it and so they want all the you know there's an expectation that um that that you'll get your you know attention paid to you sort of so to speak and uh so anyway i don't know if that's going to work out, but I just put it out there. I said, okay, I'll apply for it. I'm interested. Am I a fit? And it costs money. So I mean, like, well, I'll find the money then somehow. Um, damn, I got to have a job by then. Or I was saying to the universe, you know, the universe was saying, <laughs> is that the universe? <laughs> it's really God, right? Some people like to call it universe, but uh, I think we have enough evidence that there is a God. Uh Judeo-Christianity creating. It's a pretty solid uh, religious format, right? It talks about a God that created everything. And then there's all these historical events. And Europe is, is what do they call that? Sloon, Sloon, with images of uh, this religious thing. So is that, I don't know, it's spirit though. It's back to spirit. Which, you know, the people that want to control the religion want to, oh no, you know, you gotta, you know, let's talk about Jesus. Jesus, you know, because we can control Jesus. We know where Jesus is. He's up in heaven at the right hand of God. So let's keep talking about Jesus, you know. And for those of you who think, oh man, you are sap religious, no, I'm just pointing out 
that the dude loves me. And can I not joke and make the dude with long hair that needs to go to Great Clips in an hour? <laughs> he wants me to love the guy. So it's a little bit like John, the Apostle John. He's, he's relaxed. He can joke around. He can make fun of Peter, which he does, which nobody really points out. But he made a big fun of Peter. I love that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's time for Jesus to go get his haircut. Hmm. And right now I have this vision of Jesus leaning over to God going, Damn, how does Michael know that i got to get my haircut? <laughs> and this has got to sound like so delusional, but I'm not, I'm not angling for anything. I'm just commenting on, is this real or not real? And if it's real, let's go all in on it, right? Go all in on, on it. And there's freedom there. And uh, I don't know what Bud's, Bud's all excited back here. But, um, yeah, mm. a little coffee and water I left back here in the backyard. So I think it's, uh, I'll wrap now because I, I got to get going, and I'm sure you do too. Nice little 30-minute wrap. I guess it's a job crush podcast that was a job crush that's been dealt with appropriately and I got to keep going got to keep going so uh yeah but you know lastly is like okay so is there a possibility hey bud who are you barking at um is there a possibility that I could just go on tour with this um message the sola spiritual ambulatio message it's one that People aren't aren't hearing about it. They don't think they're hearing it, and it's more important. It's not a it's not a framework that I just made up to convince people like be like me. It's a it's like a framework that I think this is the real framework. This is the real deal, and uh, I think it's powerful only because I'm talking about the power of the Spirit, Holy Spirit of God, in people's lives. And there are times where I feel like I'm saying things. I'm like, did I really just say that? Did I do? <laughs> I, I had a couple of those where, like, did I, I look back and go, did I really just say that? Where did that come from? But that's my in my head thing. It's like I got all this shit in my head that eventually comes out. And uh, why don't we consider that some of the shit that comes out of our head is actually good shit? It's it's uh, edifying good shit um, that comes out of my head. <laughs> all right. Grace, peace, and mercy to all. And uh, we'll see how long this delusional joy lasts. I hope, I don't hope it's not delusional. I hope this is like a solid joy and not just some kind of weird crash coming down on me. So, all right. Grace, peace and mercy to all. Amen.